0: Howdy, howdy, do you, fans? And welcome to the Big Blue Box podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And welcome to episode 227.
1: Oh, yeah. One day, I shall come back. Yes, I shall come back. Until then, there must be no regrets, no tears, no anxieties. Just go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine.
2: Our lives are different, too
0: <laughs> <laughs> how do you do fans hope you're well you've all had a cracking week and you? you've all managed to do something, something Who- related related in these quiet times yes very quiet isn't it barren it is barren really quiet so uh welcome aboard the tardis welcome to episode 227 uh new listeners we've had a uh, a few of them who have mess- messaged us recently, waving hello, 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 hello there. Long time listeners, hello, hello. All Good right.
3: to have you back as
0: always. <laughs> All right, how you doing? Coming <laughs> up in today's show, not a lot of news and merch. Well, there's no merch worthy uh, of discussion.
3: Dalek I got a week off.
0: Yeah, he's on a. Uh, where's he gone? On a plane somewhere. Yeah. And just imagine him sort of magnetized to the bottom of a plane as <laughs> it's off somewhere
3: yeah <laughs> like
0: photographs like alien spotted attached to a commercial plane
3: just dropping off and landing on some beach somewhere wearing a big old hat
0: yeah massive sombrero and a yeah little bikini on
3: <laughs> <laughs> dalek in a bikini oh my oh, word. dear
0: yes <laughs> so no merch to speak of this week one bit of news as well so it's very very quiet indeed it is isn't it yeah yes But then we have got our review we're back on sarah jane this week Mm. the temptation of sarah jane smith
3: this got a phenomenal response on on the uh blue box twitter Mm. as well which which i'm pleased about because i remember when we when we first decided to do you know torture and sarah jane as well because for for, you know for a long time we were just dr dr who um we weren't sure, were we? We were like, oh, you know, but will people only listen to the dot two ones? Do they want us to do Sarah Jane Torchwood? So I'm really pleased that um, listeners are on board and, and loving these episodes as much. It's really, you know, it's really cool.
0: It is. Yeah. Indeed. Um, yes. And then we have, well, yeah, that's going to be it so that <laughs> like, is it yes yeah, no
3: more there's no more <laughs>
0: i'm scraping the barrel i'm trying to mentally think of anything uh, that's going to be it but in the meantime how have you been my good friend you've been good
3: yes i have been good yeah i was hoping i'd get a little bit of um big finishing this week but i haven't managed to i've still got the you know i got the fourth doctor comic strip um audios oh, yeah. that they released last month yeah i've had them sitting in my account for goodness knows well for weeks I keep thinking right I'm going to start them and um now I haven't had a chance to do that yet I, I hear they're really good um but yeah so they're still sitting there waiting to be listened to um my book's still there that I bought last week the the um damaged goods book that I bought it's sat on the side waiting to be read I've just been really busy um a couple of nice things turned up in the post though got a couple of nice I know you don't collect these but you know the Doc Two figurine collection magazine oh, yes. you get, magazine. Yep. You get mm-hmm. like a magazine with a figure on the front um I still get the ones that I like. Uh, I don't subscribe to or anything, but, you know, I get all the classic figures and stuff. Um, yeah, so two arrived together, uh, which is quite cool because normally they're released sort of every couple of weeks. Uh, so I we got Syl uh, sat on his tank from Vengeance of Barros. He's pretty cool. Uh, I did, I thought he... So my one, you can lift him off. He's sort of sat on a little chair on top of his bubbling tank. <laughs> you right. can lift my one off. And I thought, oh, that's really cool. You can take him off and, you know. But apparently it's just... He's not supposed to come off. They just forgot to glue him on. Because uh, I posted a picture on Facebook and I was like, ah, "That's really cool. You can take him off his, his off his tank." And they're like, "No, he's not meant to come off." I'm like, "All right." Uh, so he's cool. But the the one that's really really struck me um, as being so much better than I imagined when I ordered it is a Chief Clown figure. Oh yeah, from yeah. from Greatest Show. So I mean, I mean, I love that story. Um, so I thought it was, it's great they're doing a little figurine of the Chief Clown. But when he arrived, he's just so they've just done a really great job they sort of managed to make his um outfit look all textured it's sort of silver in it you know just like because these figures are very hit and miss i think sometimes you know they're quite small i mean how big is it a couple of inches you know they're quite small figures so sometimes the detail especially on the sort of human figures they suffer from the same thing you know as as some of the other companies that they can the human figures can suffer especially the eyes i've got like um I've got a Delgado Master, which seems to be looking in totally the opposite direction. Do you know what I mean? It's just they never seem to get the human figures that well. <laughs> but this one looks amazing. He's, he's probably one of the best figures they've done. So that was really nice. I've got him put him straight on the shelf to gather some dust. <laughs> um, so, yeah, a couple of nice little figures arrived. But that's been pretty much it, really. I've, I've rearranged my Doctor Who shelf, <laughs> put all my little figurines in order, because I've got quite a few of them now. I've got quite a few of the Eagle moss ones. Yeah,
0: I've seen, yeah, they look good.
3: Yeah. Uh, As I said, uh, yeah, I tend to pick pick and choose the ones I want rather than getting them all. But um, they've made for quite a nice little display, actually. So I've put them all in order. I've got all the, I've got like a giant zombie one that they did a few months back. And I've got a first Doctor figure with his cane. And I've put him in front of it next to, they did like a special edition war machine as well. So I've got those three figures together. And they really do look good, actually. I mean, for the price, they're, They're really decent. So, yeah, I've just been rearranging my shelf, really, and working and (laughs) and all boring stuff. No, I haven't watched any classic Doctor Who, um, which is sad. But we are doing a classic next week, aren't we? We've got a classic Doctor Who coming up next week, so that will rectify that.
0: A little bit of classic Who.
3: Yeah, a little bit of classic. And I'm looking forward to announcing which classic it is at the end of the show because I think – I think people are going to like this one. <laughs> well, they're going to like the choice, whether they like the story or not, it's a different matter, but I think they'll like the choice. Yeah. So that's been me, mate. What about you? What have you been up to? Uh,
0: I haven't really been, well, I haven't done any merch stuff. I've slowed down over the last yes. few months on picking up merch and so on. Um, but I have chilled out and watched a couple of things. Um, have you? New and old, yeah. So I was in a mood for a bit of McCoy uh, at the weekend, so I shoved on uh, The Curse of Fenric. Oh, that's a... Oh,
3: we haven't reviewed it. Oh. Yeah. We haven't reviewed it, I
0: can't say. Yeah, that's one I haven't watched in a while. I haven't seen that one in quite a while. So, uh, that's the only one, actually, that we haven't done.
3: It is, it is. I know, I was about last to say McCoy. what I thought of it, yeah. and I remembered we. it's the only McCoy we haven't reviewed, isn't it? Yeah.
0: That's almost a massive spoiler. Yeah. I won't say any more, but I was in is the it, mood for it. I haven't seen it in ages.
3: Is it on the schedule? I'm just having a look.
0: No, it's not on schedule. Nope. Oh, no we haven't got actually that's a good point throughout the whole of 2019 we haven't got a single McCoy story because we've done them all with the exception of Fenric
3: so yeah sad times oh dear
0: unless we just do a massive reset hit the huge reset button and go and do them all again
3: (laughs) well I see that yeah I was going to say maybe I'm looking at this one here that I'm circling that you can see that the viewers can't as we're doing one of those doctors maybe we might swap it I don't know we'll have to look into that because, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Or do you want to save it? Is, it? is it there waiting to be saved? Because it's that thing, isn't it? Once we've reviewed Curse, we've then got no McCoy to review. And it's always sad when we kind of finish off a doctor, isn't it?
0: It is, really. Yeah, and it's, yeah. there is a little nugget of that. Yeah, there's a little bit of... Um,
3: sort of saving it.
0: Yeah, I don't want to do it. Just because that means, in a, in the a similar vein to... um, uh, Where are we? Uh, to the Eccleston era which that's it you know that, that's also a sad you know I'm not going to do any more Eccleston stories are we so I'm just saving it it's just sitting there lonely but yeah it's going to stay there for a bit longer
3: I'm just looking yeah I couldn't remember which doctor of course Eccleston yeah we've done mm. all of his haven't we yeah and um, Colin's well we don't Colin's a conundrum isn't he Colin is a conundrum because we don't know what to do because we've done all of his I think apart from the trial of the time lord series which although they're kind of standalone stories they're kind of not <laughs> so we're not quite sure how we're going to do trial of time lord i think you did come up with an idea and i've forgotten what it was now but anyway we'll at some point we'll get round to that
0: yes we did have some thoughts on it but it's very difficult to do i think
3: I remember you came up with a really good way of doing it and i've completely forgotten what it was anyway yeah
0: yeah, yeah we'll put we'll put our heads together on that again but that's going to mm-hmm. be a yeah not sure on that one
3: yeah, but we've done all of Collins apart from that,
0: haven't
3: we? Mm hmm. Yes. Yeah,
0: yes. We've got, and I'm trying to balance it out as well because we've got quite a few of of Tom's era left to do.
3: Yeah, well, Tom's uh, era is so big, isn't it? We've,
0: yeah. Yeah, we've got the kind of inconsistent mess of the Troughton era with lots of missing stories or kind mm. of audio only stories and all that lot to get through, um, which we are getting through. Um so yeah, it's, uh, and then, yeah, there's just, there's lots of challenges in how we do this effectively without either boring the hell out of you guys or, um, or just longing it out. So, yeah, I don't want to be talking about the same story for weeks and weeks on end. So mm. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. So I watched Fenric. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, and then as we we're on a bit of a Matt Smith, uh, vibe after closing time, I went back and watched the 11th hour.
3: Oh, really? Ah, right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Just because
0: it's an absolute belter of a story.
3: It does stand up well, doesn't it? Yes. And, and We have reviewed it so we can talk about it. Uh, no, I do. It does stand up well, I think. Um, I haven't watched it for a while, but I know when I last watched it, it's, uh, we it's a. We haven't reviewed one. it.
0: We haven't reviewed it. What? We haven't reviewed it, but we have done a commentary, which is as good as. Oh, no. So, but in the commentary... <laughs> oh, that's we, that cat out the bag. Yeah, well, in the commentary, we did say that how good it was and how great yeah. things were and all that stuff. So, you know, if listeners have listened to that before,
3: they would yeah. know the vibe.
0: But yes, we do need to review it properly.
3: Yeah. We ought to do some more commentaries, actually. Um, if any listeners out there have got a anything they'd like us to do a commentary on, it ha- it's better if it's... Uh, I think the new series lends itself better to the commentaries, like a 45-minute episode, Um, really. Uh, so it's just a sort of easy commentary to do. But uh, yeah, we haven't done a commentary for a while, have we? Not,
0: well, in ages. ages. In ages,
3: yeah. yeah. I've forgotten which ones we did. But yeah, that was one of them,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, they are really good fun, actually. It's just finding the time, I suppose. To
3: <laughs> Yes, it is, yeah. do it. Yeah. But that's so what I've you...
0: been up to. Go. Go
3: no, I was going to say, if anyone has got any suggestions, send them in. And uh, by 2025, we'll probably got around to doing it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but they are good fun, though. If, if there's any stories that you guys particularly want us to do, the last one we did was we've only done three. Uh first one was eleventh hour, then we did Rose, then we did school reunion.
3: Oh that's right, yeah. yeah. So
0: yeah. I mean if there are any stories that you guys are that really want us to do commentary for, let us know and we'll try and try and get it in. So, and don't okay. go
3: suggested that the war games <laughs> <laughs> Not that it's not a good story, because it is, but um yeah, we, one one part is the best. One not part ten parts, part, yes. yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or at the most the 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 cheeky little two parters from Classic Who. They're okay, mm. but yeah,
3: yeah,
0: one yeah two at the most. Yeah, yeah, uh, but no, that's all I've done, mate. Just chilled out and watched a bit of Who. Not done anything else really. Uh, so, uh, based on that, shall we land the Tardis? And do yes, a news?
3: do a bit of news.
0: So, our only bit of news for this week is a really cool charity event um, where it's basically uh, called Chaz C H uh, A S, the Children's Hospices across Scotland, uh, also known as Chaz. Uh, I've launched a campaign uh, asking uh, everyone uh, to get your geek on, quote unquote, <laughs> uh, for Geeky T-Shirt Weekend, which sounds very cool. Uh, so, this is on. This is like the follow-up to a really cool event that happened in Edinburgh, uh, Capital Sci-Fi Convention, uh, which is a completely non-profit charity um, uh, uh, event uh, up in Scotland. And uh, as an offshoot of that, they want to sort of raise even more money by doing this, get your geek on uh, sort of appeal, if you like. Uh, So coming up in May, so uh, the 3rd of May on the Friday and Saturday, the 4th of May, uh, they want everybody to get their science fiction, uh, fantasy, whatever, the, whatever you want to call it, uh, all that genre stuff um, uh, into basically showing your love for all that stuff by wearing your favourite geek-inspired T-shirt. And um, they're doing a, a telephone line um, and a website where you can donate some more cash to the um, the charity – Um, But I think they just want to get it like this whole social, they want to get everybody wearing their geek t-shirts, talking about it on social media and so on and getting the phone number and the website out there um, so people can raise more money for this charity. Um, So all you need to do um, is, as the name suggests, get your geeky t-shirt on on either of those two days and then um, they're asking for £2. So I'm assuming if you want to donate more than that, you're more than welcome to do so, but they're asking for £2 which you can do by calling this telephone number, which I'll put in our show notes. But just for reference, it is 0141 779 6180, or you can go to chas.org.uk forward slash donate. And this all goes to schools and workplaces and community groups um, uh, to help them, you know. And there's a really nice uh, photo of um, uh, some of the pictures that came out of that event. A really nice one is Peter Capaldi. Uh, giving a, a young fan in a wheelchair a, a big old hug and a, mm. his lovely big smile, which looks really good.
3: Um, He's an amazing ambassador, Capaldi, isn't he? I mean, I assume this is the event. It must be the one that he did a, um just recently, where he was. So he was charging thirty pounds for an autograph, ten pounds for kids, which I haven't seen anybody do for years, which is just amazing. And it was all went to charity; didn't take a penny. Mm-hmm. And I saw, um, I saw loads of photos and video clips of him. On that day, just meeting fans, he was playing guitar at one point. Just <laughs> looked like he was having a blast. And the thing with Capaldi is, and we've spoke about this before, is he genuinely seems to be doing it for the right reasons. He's such a, an amazing ambassador. You know I mean, he's not there for the money. He's not there because they've offered him great big sums. He's there to raise money. Didn't take a penny. And and also the thing of charging kids ten pounds. I mean, come on. You know, I wish more people would do that. Because when we go to like LFCC and stuff. And I see the prices, and I think of kids that might want to meet, you know, uh, David Tennant or Matt Smith, and you sort of think, but £85 an autograph, you sort of think, oh, you know. So it, I just think Peter Crowder is incredible, and um, I'm so glad that he's sort of brought this charity to to the forefront, if you like, because I, I hadn't heard of any of this before. Um, so yeah, it's a really good thing. And also, I love I love my geeky t-shirts. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. love to, I've got plenty of geeky t-shirts. So, we yeah, quite so a a few. Re- yeah quite a yeah. Yeah, it's a really good, really good charity, yeah. It is
0: indeed. And uh, Mr. Capaldi has gone on to say that um, he's seen firsthand what fan communities are capable of when they get together. And the Chaz Cause is one I know they will want to get behind. Get your geeky t-shirt on to help uh, the families this wonderful charity cares for. So Chaz, just to confirm, um, is a a charity based up in Scotland and they provide help for... um, uh, services in hospice for babe, hospices for babies, children, and just generally young people with life-shortening conditions. Mm-hmm. So it helps those guys um, do all that stuff. So uh, just to confirm, it is on uh, Friday the 3rd of May and Saturday the 4th of May, both those days. Uh, get your geeky T-shirt on, uh, put it on Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff, and bung a couple of quid over. It's a good cause.
3: Sounds good. Yoth. Uh,
0: and that's going to wrap for news and yeah. match. we are very, very quiet on that stuff at the minute. So uh I reckon we'll just crack on with a review. What we got, mate. Uh,
3: I think so. So yeah, uh Sarah Jane Adventures this week, and this one is called The Temptation of Sarah Jane.
0: Soon I will be back once more with Sarah Jane Smith. She will return here. The one time and place. That she cannot exist. And this time, the
2: triumph shall be mine. <laughs> we saw the trickster in the future, but he hasn't manifested himself yet. That's about to happen here in 1951. We're in an alternative timeline, our world never existed.
1: The trickster walked through the Abbot's gateway and sucked the life out of the world. Too late! I'm going stronger!
3: Doodly 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 doodly. That same gets stuck in your
0: head. It does, doesn't it?
3: Yeah.
0: Right, The Temptation of Sarah Jane Smith first went out on the 17th of November and then the second part uh, a week later on the 24th of November 2008. Oh. It was written by Gareth Roberts, directed by Graham Harper, um, and Gary Russell was the... Uh, script overseer slash editor at the time it stars the usual attic crew um and the the plot if you like is uh Sarah Jane helps what she thinks is a stranded young lad who has come through uh, the time fisher and she helps him get back and then when she takes him back home, she realizes that she's in the village that her parents uh where she was born and her parents have, have bring her up as a as a wee baby. Uh, what's it called uh, Foxgrove a Fox uh, little yeah. village yes and uh, as the name of the episode suggests uh, Sarah Jane is so keen and tries to hide it very well that she wants to go back through the time Fisher, to see her mum and dad in real life because the story that's relayed to her was that her mum and dad abandoned her as a, as a little baby but so she wants to go back and see them and find out why they abandoned her and all the rest of it uh but it's an elaborate trap it's all been set up by the trickster uh who knows that sarah jane would be tempted to go back so he lures her back uh with the intention of um uh her kind of unbeknownst unbeknownst to her sabotaging her own future and the future of the earth basically um and as a result of that the trickster can you know absorb all the power and and all that stuff. And uh yeah, so it's down really to um to Luke to try and keep a cool head on her and try and keep her level headed, which she doesn't listen to at times. Um which I'll come on to in our review. And uh, and then the other guys, so Rani and and Clyde, they're on the case as well, trying to deal with um uh the Grask.
3: The Grask, yeah.
0: And it will culminate with, you know, some very sad, but you know, uh, needed decisions on on behalf of Sarah Jane's real parents, and everything gets back put back to normal, and then, and on we go. Uh, so often viewed as one of the best stories from series two, what do you think, buddy, on this one?
3: Mm. So yeah, I mean, I think regular listeners will know that um, up until this point we've both been really enjoying the Sarah Jane adventures, um, but this one I think might possibly be my favorite so far. Um, I absolutely loved it from start to finish. I really, really did. Um, I was in bits actually at the end, it really, really got me emotionally. Um, even though I could see exactly where it was going to go and stuff, but no, I thought this was fantastic production wise, performance wise, story wise. Um, I just thought it was excellent. As I said, probably my favourite that story so far, and I've loved a lot of the stories so mm-hmm. far as well. So, yeah, it's a really good one. This so I can see why people rate it so highly. If I had one minor minor criticism, it's that I suppose the ending slightly reminded me a bit too much of Father's Day, in that they realise that the, you know to change the sort of um, to change things back to normal, that they've got to get in the car and die and all that sort of stuff. It did remind me a little bit of uh, okay. when. Yeah. Um, rose's dad what's he called not clive rose's dad um oh him <laughs> oh no yeah him rose's dad when he gets uh, tyler what's he called something tyler Anyway, when he gets realizes he has to die, it kind of slightly reminded me a little bit too much of that. Pete Tyler. Um, Pete. Pete Tyler, yeah. good old Pete. Um, but but that's, a, yeah, I mean, that's just one of those things. I just, overall, though, I just absolutely loved it. Loved the location work in it. The whole time I kept thinking, where's this place? I must go there. I love the look of it. It looks absolutely fitted, the story. Um, I mean, I, I assume it's Wales somewhere, but I don't know where. Um <laughs> Yeah, it was just brilliant. I thought, I thought Sarah Jane's such a strong lead in it as well. What did you think, Bud?
0: Uh, yes, I really, really liked this one. It Were was, you in bits at the end? I was, mate. I was yeah. welling up and all sorts. Yeah, oh,
3: was a mess. It's got it's an such a mess. Yeah, it's got such a. a... <laughs> I'm not afraid to say it.
0: <laughs> no, I'm lembr- no, not at all, mate. It's um, no. yeah, it's got a really, really good, a really nice story. You can see what's going to happen, especially as you get into sort of part of the way through episode two, you can see what's coming, you know, it's going to be heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but no, just overall, uh, Liz Lane just has an amazing performance in this one. She's, she's really good. She, she really knows how to pull the, the heartstrings. She's got a really, I don't know, every time she gets sad or cries, it's everyone else wants to cry. And, Mm. you know, she's, (laughs) and, uh, the supporting cast are really good. um, and just the overall story and script. It's just a. It, it's kind of a, a nice suspenseful story as well. There's stuff. It's not all. It's not a soppy. Um, if that makes sense, it's not. It's not all soppy and emotional throughout. There's a bit of suspense to it as well. There's you know mm. with the trickster uh, and all that stuff and the Grask and uh, back through the time fissure towards like the their normal timeline where it all. Um, you know, when Sarah Jane messes with the car. So yeah. parents can't drive off. It sort of erupts through time. So when uh, for Clyde and Rani, it's all you know the world changes and and all that stuff. And there's a bit of a countdown going on to to save the day. And but no, it, it does pack an emotional wallop. It is a very mm. a strong story, and it's just great television as well. We've said this before about Sarah Jane. It's the, the, it, some of it. It's you wouldn't believe. It's a it's a kids show that went out on CBBC. It's just got a load of maturity packed in there, and it's got some. Uh, Not this story in particular, but some of the other stories we've done have got some quite dark themes in there. It goes a little Mm. bit dark in some places. So, yeah, it's just really, really good television overall.
3: Really Uh, like it. When when I was watching this, I I couldn't help but, uh, I, I don't mean to be, you know, I don't want to go down the Series 11 route, but I couldn't help but think this is how I kind of want Doctor Who to feel now. Um, but it doesn't. It's got fun. It's got action. It's got heart. It's got soul. It's got a strong female lead. And I just kept thinking, this is kind of, it is a bit like the sort of David Tennant glory years mm-hmm. of, of Doctor Who, if you like. Yeah. But it it's kind of like you know when when we were talking when Jodie was first announced and stuff. I was kind of hoping we'd be going back to this more family mm-hmm. storytelling. That's it's very accessible. It's very fun. It's got an emotional. Pack, um, it just has everything. Really, it ticks all the boxes, and everything. I just think they get so much right. Uh, and the other thing I kept thinking as well, watching this, is I can't believe this has been sat on my shelf upstairs for so long, unwatched. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I've I bought the Sarah Jane DVDs years ago. With, you know, thinking, yeah, I'll I'll watch them because it's to do with Doctor Who, Mm. you know, but they just sat there for years. And then we were saying I'd watch the odd one or two. And then we were saying, well, we're going to start reviewing them on the podcast. And and I sort of sat there thinking, God, what has taken me so long to find this brilliant series? Like, it's just been sat there just waiting for me to discover it. And I think, you know, I kind of feel probably maybe a little bit like you with Doctor Who. I kind of feel like I wish I was there at the time. I wish I was there back in 2008 when people were going mad about this and watching it for the first time, if you know what I mean. It's like, you know, like we used to watch dot two from the Matt Smith area. You're probably thinking, oh, I wish I was there when David Tennant was the Doctor and seen all that. And,
2: mm-hmm.
3: you know, I just I just can't believe I've just not watched <laughs> this series until now. I really sort of feel like I've not missed out, but I feel like I've nearly missed out. Because I think if we hadn't started reviewing it, I wonder how long it would be sat up there next to – canine the tv series you know as something I need to watch at some point Do you know what I mean it's just like yeah, yeah. yeah I just it's such it's so good um I, I just yeah I'm just so glad that we're doing this um because I feel like I've discovered another show that I just absolutely adore you know it, yeah, and I think yeah. when we first started doing Sarah Jane I know lots of people message messaged us and said series one's good stick with it it just keeps getting better and better mm-hmm and we, I, I think so far that it's absolutely true. It just seems to get better because the last one we reviewed, we absolutely loved, didn't we? The um, what was that called? The um, the Berserker one, Mark the Berserker. Mark the Berserker. Oh yeah. I actually, yeah, but by, by uh, Joe Lidster, I actually tweeted Joe and said it's. Um, I think it's the first story where we couldn't find anything negative to say because not that we want to find negative, but we do like to try and balance our review. We don't want to just be, you know, we don't want to be everything is awesome. So we do try and find good and bad in everything to give a balanced review. And I I said to Joe, it's the first time where we just literally (laughs) couldn't find anything bad to say. Um, So yeah, I I, I just thought it was great. And seeing the trickster back as well, I thought it was cool. He's such an excellent creation. Uh, I love the one, I love the look of him. Yo, the, the evil cackle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's brilliant. And, and the grass when the grass appeared, I was just like, "Oh, brilliant!" Because uh, obviously we went down the pub with him, didn't we? At uh,
2: yeah,
3: LFC L- L- Spring. So it just <laughs> had everything going for me. This it just, I, I just, and it wasn't. It wasn't one of those where the first part was good and the second part was just okay. Both parts just held my attention all the way through mm-hmm. uh, just all the way through yeah that's a yeah. good point so, actually
0: yeah there, there wasn 't any point where I reached for my phone and not at all. wanted to um to jump on on anything yeah it just i think because although it's in a, in a way because it is kind of predictable in a way that doesn't really affect your um your sort of attention span as you 're watching it you you know that Something's bad's going to happen towards the end for everything to become good. You, you kind of know that it's the seeds, yeah. the seeds sort of planted early because you have that conversation with Luke and Sarah Jane about, you know, he's constantly reminding her, you know, you always taught us that you can't change things in the past because it has an effect and all that stuff. And she's mm. so wrapped up in the, you know, the, the whole emotional aspect of seeing her parents or that thing. She's not thinking straight. And it's Luke really, that's the voice of reason. He's, uh, he's constantly reminding her and all that stuff and uh, so even though you know that something's coming it it still doesn't because with some Who stories you can see a mile off what's going to happen and so because of that you kind of switch off a little bit in the middle part it dips down yeah. but then it sort of ramps up at the end when you know something's going to like the reveal or whatever's going to happen but with this one it just doesn't detract at all it's just really cool like it it, it goes along at a decent pace it doesn't there's a couple of nice scenes where people are talking to each other. Mm. Where there's no action going on, but that that still doesn't it doesn't slow down at all. It still still goes along at a reasonable pace.
3: Yeah, I I know what you mean about the story as well because it is one of those stories where it kind of can only go one way. So you're right. It it in a in a sense it is a, a bit predictable because I was thinking at the start, well, obviously at some point they're going to have to get in the car, aren't they? That's that I don't see you know, I can't see any other way around this. So yeah, it is a little bit predictable. So you're kind of waiting for that moment. Yeah. Um. But no, it didn't. That didn't ruin my enjoyment at all. Any more than it did when I knew that Pete Tyler would have to, you know, jump in front of that car and stuff. It's it's <laughs> it's, it's it's got to happen. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, no, it, it it didn't it it didn't detract from it at all. I thought it was a really good story. I think I think because of the emotional attachment to Sarah Jane as well. Mm-hmm. I think that probably helps. I think if it's sort of been. I think this sort of story, it's sort of been done a little bit before. So if it wasn't Sarah Jane at the heart of it, that may have made it a little less engaging. And I think it's quite a brave move as well to do a backstory of such an iconic character because you're kind of making that canon, aren't you? That's Mm -hmm. lore. And, you know, so we now know about her parents and that she was left in a pram and all that. And I think that's quite a brave move because I don't know about you, but I'm not always that keen when you get such an iconic character when they start delving. Sometimes I like a bit of mystery. I was, you know a bit like the seventh doctor. I sometimes like it when they don't give too much away. So the fact that we do learn so much about Sarah Jane's past, I'm thinking, okay, not you know, not sure I I like this, but I do. <laughs> I think it 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 totally worked. Do you know what I mean? But if you'd have said to me before, oh, we're going to learn about her parents and all that, I'm thinking, oh, I don't know, because you know we know a lot about Sarah Jane. Do we need to know about that? And but I think it worked really really well. To be honest, I yeah, I I didn't sort it didn't sort of ruin anything. I'm not sort of going to think, no, oh, you know, it's not like Cyber Brig, where <laughs> oh no, Cyber Brig's canon, isn't he? Whether you like it or not, but I hate it because it messes with, you know, because it's Cyber Brig. You know I mean, this Cyber this Brig. this didn't change anything to do with sarah's Jane character is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, don't mention Cyber Brig. Um, talking of Brig, I will actually as as we have mentioned Brig, I will just say at this point. Very difficult for me not to press play on the next episode when I saw him in the next time trailer.
0: Oh, for the unit stuff, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. So, so there was it. So, obviously, at the end of you know this story, we get a next time trailer, and the brig pops up in it, and I was like, oh. I really, really wanted to watch the next one. I didn't. I held back because I just thought that's going to be an absolute treat because it's the series finale. I think, isn't it? Must be the last one in series two. The next story, I think. Um, I assume it is. I assume we're getting to the end of Series 2.
0: Enemy of the Bane, isn't it? Next yeah. One. Uh, I yeah. think... Uh, yeah, you could be right there, mate. I think that's the end of Series 2. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yep.
3: I think so, yeah. Yep. I remember thinking on the DVD it was the last disc. Mm-hmm. So that's an absolute treat waiting to come. I, I can't wait for mm-hmm. that story, just to see the Brig and Sarah Jane together again. Anyway, back to this story. Um, yeah, as I said, you could say it's a bit predictable, but I think... There's enough story and the script is great. I mean, Gareth Roberts, it's interesting because I didn't know he'd written this and we did a Gareth Roberts story last week, um, closing Time.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: And um, we said what a cracking, sparkling script it was. Maybe not the best story. I think of this one, he's got a really good story and the script is brilliant. Mm -hmm. You know, there's some really funny moments in it. There's some really emotional moments in it. Um, I mean, the funny moments like when she's, introducing themselves as Victoria and david beckham and stuff like that and you know i was really i was really laughing and just it just it made me feel so good
0: mm-hmm.
3: by the time i finished the story that's what i mean by i wish dr who was like this now because it just has that glow to it that i come away saying oh that was brilliant like you know i'm wiping tears away from my face because it's you know affected me and it was just such a good feeling when i stopped watching this i was like that was brilliant yeah. Two, what a cracking two-parter
0: I know exactly mm-hmm. what you mean as well about kind of wanting Doctor Who to have this feel about it. You yeah, know, it's that you and I were talking. We've we've spoken about this at length, haven't we? We were talking earlier today that, um, Reese, in you know, in the last year or so, it's kind of felt a little bit like Doctor Who has been hijacked mm. by uh, sort of political and um, uh, other kind of. Uh, what's the word? Yeah, it, it, it feels like the show has been used as a vehicle for other things rather the than vehicle, it, yeah. its own entertainment, you know. And it, it kind of feels a bit heavy at the moment with kind of socialist uh, themes and uh, almost sort of political uh, direction and mm. stuff. But it's sort of, I don't know, it just feels heavy the last, especially, you know, since Jodie was announced because it was all light and, well, I know there was a, a lot of, um fan uh, ups and downs and stuff when Jodie was announced but you know in terms of looking forward to new doctor who and all that stuff it was all exciting and everything but mm. as the series 11 went on it just i don't know the whole it just felt the whole fandom of doctor who just feels really weighted and heavy in other other areas that don't necessarily have anything to do with the the storyline and the entertainment mm. from the show so um this the- though I know exactly what you mean. It just feels like you're sucked into another world for an hour or so, and yeah. it, it, and it, you're just purely entertained. And there's no.
3: For and one what other to, better, one of a better phrase? It reminds me of simpler times. Simpler it's times. Just, yeah, it's just yeah. a nice story, but with plenty of emotional impact. And it's not trying to. Yeah, it's not trying to do anything. You know, so like you said, it's not a vehicle for any agenda or anything like that. It's just a, yeah. And I kind of, but as I said, in, but at the heart of it is Sarah Jane, a really strong female character. So when I say I wish dot Two was like this now, before people groan and oh, and, what I mean by that is she, you know, it. it this is how it could be. Mm. You know, she could. You know, she's absolutely in control of the story, and yet she's. You know, I I just, wow, well, yeah, I, I don't want to go too much down the Series 11 route, but it just, the whole time I was watching this, it just reminded me of all the good stuff that we had in the Tenant era with a strong female lead. And I was kind of thinking, you know, that's how I would love Dot 2 to be these mm-hmm. days. Just just yeah. escape, like you said, escapism.
0: Exactly, you know? yeah. And, if- and,
3: and, and when she's like walking through the thing, holding the kid's hand, you just feel safe with Sarah Jane. You just, yeah. even though she's reckless and you know that she's going to, you know disable the car and change history even you can see that she can't resist it but it's just at the end of the day you know she'll sort it you know <laughs> yeah. she's almost like the mother figure if you like yeah. you know she takes control and i just i just just love it um when, just one thing i was gonna say about the predictability though because we said you know in terms of the ending a bit predictability one thing i didn't see coming was that evil little brat turning evil the, oh, you know, yeah. the, the, the mini the mini adrian mole yeah, yeah. <laughs> that comes through the so you know she takes him back through the portal mm-hmm. and yeah. um and obviously he's like you know thank you, thank you thank you and then as soon as she's gone he's like did i do well and he turns turns to evil <laughs> i didn't see that coming i don't know if you did no
0: not at all no i
3: loved it yeah. i was like ah oh, the little bleep <laughs> i thought that was brilliant
0: a <laughs> little adrian mole that's what he looked like when it well, little. It did, did he? Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. It was yeah. a great twist, though. And it was, uh, I can't decide if it was really good acting or really bad acting from the, the well, little, um, is it Oscar, Robert Madge?
3: Oscar. All yeah. I say is uh, good or bad, it made me <laughs> smile. Because yeah. when there was a bit where he came, The Fate, where he's just sort of like rubbing his hands together going, ah, ha, ha. That's and what I, I, I mean. Like, it, yeah. it did make me laugh. Yeah, probably not the best actor, but it did make me laugh. And also, when he turned into the Grask, or Grask, I didn't see that coming either. No. I, I was like, oh, the Grask is back. I really love it because I wonder what was going on when he started all shaking and mm-hmm. floral. I was like, what's he doing? And then he turns into the Grask. I thought that was really cool as well. So, And also, so we get we get a bit more, We, you know, these characters become a bit more rounded in this. So the Grask, you know, in the previous story he was in, he kind of just runs around playing almost a comedic role, doesn't he? In this, we, we start to feel sorry for the Grask. We think he's this evil little so-and-so that's, doing all this stuff but turns out he's being blackmailed and <laughs> he just wants the little box and so again it gives it you know we get this character that we've seen briefly before but we get to know a little bit more about him and i i love the character the grass because he's he's clearly a bit evil but he's he's got a you sort of feel a bit sorry for him at one point don't you and he's like no oh, he tells the backstory of what the trickster did to him and, oh, and all right. that. right yeah yeah. yeah 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 so i thought that was really really <laughs> cool as well
0: yeah, he, do. he is an evil little one, isn't he? He's, um,
3: yeah, he's he's yeah. he's. What's the guy's name? He's been a few Jimmy V. He's been a few little he, monsters. He's been in quite a few. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, he was the um. Who's the blue guy? Mo- Moxa Balhoun. He was that guy, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, he was also. No, was he? anna Yes. Yes. Yeah, he
3: was. Yeah. 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 And he's RTD2, of course, in the new Star Wars. Of course, yeah. In the new one.
0: The new yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, scovox Blitzer.
3: Oh, is he the Skyhawk Splits? That yeah, looks a yeah. blooming uncomfortable costume. Yeah. So, he's, yeah, he's, uh, he's been in a few Doctor so. Yeah. But no, I just thought it was kind of cool to get to know him, know him a little bit more rather than just being the token little <laughs> baddie, if you yeah. like.
0: It was a cool little, little back story, I suppose, because sometimes it's, uh, well, yeah, at times it's cool to put a bit of a motive towards some of these bad aliens, what they're, why why they're, they're doing. Do- it. yeah, yeah,
3: it's kind of cool. Did you, did you like the way it pulled in strands from other stories as well? So we've seen the trickster before, we've seen the grass or Grass mm-hmm. before. And also we got to see Maria again in a little flashback about yes. the cube. So yeah. that was cool. I just I love the fact it just brought all these little elements together as well. We even get a little nod to the Doctor Who, uh, to, to the Doctor Who, to Doctor Who um, as well, <laughs> don't we? Because Sarah Jane thinks she's seen the police, but she thinks she's seen the TARDIS at That's, one point. Yeah, yeah. And it's just a regular police watch because obviously she's gone back in time. Now, I loved that scene but I wish they could have found a better TARDIS prop because it looked like something out of a children's <laughs> fairground. <laughs> it just it, it would have been so much better that scene if it had looked like a a proper police box. It looked terrible. That. I mean they I think hmm. they show it on screen for the minimum amount of it's on the screen for seconds. So I paused it somewhat to see what it looked like. It looked terrible, didn't it, that TARDIS prop? It's just such a shame. They must have had a better one in storage somewhere that they could have, even if it was an old, um, you know, Eccleston one that they'd just sort of bashed up a little bit. Or even if they'd made it look a bit dirty, but it looks so plasticky and brand new. And it's a shame, really, because it's a really lovely scene when she thinks she spotted the TARDIS.
0: And then it turns
3: out it's got a policeman in it and it's just a police box.
0: Yeah, because I was unsure. Because I, I know that the Doctor appears in a couple of Sarah Jane stories. yeah. And then when she says that, cause, and it all kind of slots in nicely, she's like, there's only one man in the universe that would know how to solve it. She yeah. turns the corner, and then they also use the music as well. The, the Doctor I thought Sting. I heard it. Yeah. Yes. And you yeah. think, oh my God, is the Doctor there? But then as soon as I saw the TARDIS, I was like, that's not, that's not going to be any... That's not going to be the Doctor at all, because the, like you said, it just looks really... I don't know. You can just tell that it's not the Doctor's TARDIS. It's it, something about it. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it. it's a yeah.
3: really... Yeah, it's, it's not a very good prop,
0: sadly. It's like a light bluey colour as well. It's not a, the darker it just, blue.
3: It looks yeah. like it belongs on a fairground ride, sadly. It's a <laughs> yeah. shame, because I'm sure they must have TARDIS props they could have used, which would have looked... Yeah, I mean, imagine if they'd used the... Because the Doctor experience would have been there then, would it? I don't know. No, maybe not.
0: Uh, when was oh, it? 2008,
3: was eight. it? I was just thinking, imagine if she'd turned the corner and you saw, like, McCoy's battered old TARDIS you know the one that they put in the experience they paint you know made it look fantastic didn't they Mm, yeah but imagine if you saw that so it wouldn't look like the doctors it wouldn't look like the tenant box but it would look like a proper police box I mean that would have been a a fantastic scene but I don't know perhaps they just couldn't do it that's obviously the only way they could do it at the time and Mm. it's not a big deal I just I just love the scene so much I was just a little disappointed in the prop itself you know, if I mean, maybe they, if only they'd found the who shop, they could have used that one that she's got in the, <laughs> in, you know, the uh the yeah. invasion.
2: Wonder how much you anyway. would charge for that.
3: Oh yeah. Anyway, moving on. It was a great scene though, <laughs> and I, I like you. I did wonder for a split second if the Doctor was going to pop up because I haven't seen this series at all. So, um, and I know that he does pop up at some point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I I had the same thing when I heard the music, I thought, Oh, is he, is he going to make a little? No,
0: no. What would have been, uh, what, what would have added to the emotional heartbreak was as they turn the corner, the TARDIS dematerializes and
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. And goes (laughs) off. That
0: would have, (laughs) that would have been like, Oh no, you've missed each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great scene though. I like it.
3: Or if could John Colshaw had popped out as John Pertwee?
0: Now, yeah, madam. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. No, it's a cool scene. Yeah. Uh, to go back to your point about the twist as well, I thought the little kid was going to turn into the trickster for some reason. We know when <laughs> we had the reveal, like, the, you know, his evil little bratty little laugh. face and laugh comes out. I yeah. thought, oh, this, this the trickster disguised himself. Mm. But no, alas, it was uh, the old Grask
3: yeah, it was good to have the two of them though. I liked, was, I liked yeah. that. Um, yeah, the, the other thing I liked about this was the, her, her parents as well. As I said, I wasn't too sure. Should we really meet Sarah Jane's parents? Is that taking? But actually, I really liked the mum. Uh, well, I liked them both, but I particularly liked Sarah Jane's mum in this because they made her a strong, clever character. Which you, so you, that then you can then relate that to Sarah Jane, can't you? You think, well, okay, yeah, well that's where yeah. Sarah Jane gets it from. So, I, I again, that all worked really well for me. I was like, yeah, the mum's figured it all out, just like Sarah Jane would. So you can tell it's a mum. Uh, and, the, you know, the dad was fine as well, but clearly the mum was, you know, was the one sussing it all out, yeah, really. Yeah. So that, again, in terms of storyline, I think worked really, really well.
0: It did. And I like the fact that her parents ended up being really, really just awesome. Parents. Yes. You can see that they love her to bits and... You can kind of see the one towards the end of like the latter part of episode two, you can kind of see where Sarah Jane gets her strength and her yes, kind of, um she's kind of, she got her wits about her and she knows what's going on because her mum kind of pieces it together, doesn't she? And yeah. And her mum's very strong minded and, you know, she knows exactly what she's got to do, even though she doesn't really want to do it, but. You know, so it, that, that's one thing that I took away from it. You can really see where Sarah Jane grows up to get that stuff from. It's from her mum. You know, it's almost like a carbon copy mm. um, in terms of her personality and her strength and stuff. So I thought that was really well. Again, uh, the t- 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 tribute to Gareth Roberts really, not tribute, but you know, a, a testament to his writing skills. That mm. you know, you could link those two characters together, even though they're not on screen for very long. You can absolutely see that, um, that, that, that that Sarah Jane gets all that stuff from her mum, and also her dad's got a bit of gumption about him as well. He's yeah, he got a bit of kick to him isn't it? Strong-minded Yeah. strong-minded character and stuff. And
3: well, I suppose what yeah. he's done is he sat down and he thought, well, what would Sarah Jane's parents be like? And I guess that's what he's come up with, and it it absolutely works. I yeah. think, yeah, you know, uh, and it's nice. I, I'm glad she gets the payoff. I'm glad she, because again, this is another thing that if it hadn't been written very well, wouldn't have worked for me. It's her meeting her parents and all that sort of stuff. But it did work for me. I, I think it's nice that she actually got to find out why she was left. And, you know, she got to see how, how cool her parents were, if you like, you know, rather than just being this mystery. So again, that could have been, that could have gone two ways really. Cause you, it's quite nice to have that mystery of what her parents are like, and it gets answered in this. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought it worked really, really well. Yeah, because I, I loved it when she actually got to say to them, you know, you're you're amazing, and I'm glad <laughs> I've met you, and all that stuff. I thought that was just really, really done well. Yeah, yeah,
0: that whole end bit was just so. That's the bit the same as you, mate. That just had me blubbering oh, like a.
3: I was, I was gone. I was gone up all over the shop. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's um, and what was cool as well is. It wasn't, um, it, it wasn't written in a way that the story was all about that. Mm. You know, it, the, it was just a really nice way to say, it, it was just a, a nice little isolated pocket bit of story where Sarah Jane's never going to see her mum and dad again. You know, it's not something that's going to be a reoccurring theme throughout the Sarah Jane adventures. It's just a nice, yeah. really nice little story pocket, if you like, that's, you know, a one-time thing. Um, And it doesn't hold back. That's what I liked about it. Because, Mm. you know, it's kind of hard to explain, but we said a few times that it is a a children's show. You know, it did go out in the afternoon on CBBC. Mm. And we've mentioned that it has some dark themes here and there and so on. But I can't imagine young, young kids, you know, sort of kind of six or seven years old, who would sit there and really well, realise just how, I don't know, like the emotional impact that that has. Mm. I can see kids being like, you know, a bit teary about it and stuff, you know. Um, but I can't see like young kids really understanding how important that scene is. But yet mm. it does it anyway. So it doesn't hold back, you know, Sarah Jane's crying all over the place and her parents are crying and it's just, it really is a, it's just, yeah, it, they didn't hold it back for the sake of the kiddies watching it. You know, we don't want to upset the kids or anything. They just go for it.
3: Yeah, it, it was, does feel like very much a family show, doesn't it? Yes. It, uh, yeah. it's, it's definitely got that... F- In terms of what I mean by that is, I think it's what you're saying, is it, it gets the balance absolutely perfect between yeah. being able to appeal to young kids and adults you know like me and you so I can imagine you as well the same as me on the sofa balling and you can imagine the kids loving the trickster and it's got every it's got something for everyone isn't it yeah I think yeah, yeah.
0: No, that's great and um also um the, the the scenes leading up to that point so we've got kind of diverged time not timelines but diverged uh, story things going on. So it does the whole classic, you know, it separates people up. So you've got Luke and Sarah Jane gone through the Time Fisher and they're doing all that stuff. And then you've got Rani and Clyde. Um, yeah, That's very Doctor Whoish to do that, isn't it? It's normally the Doctor gets separated from the companions and they go off and do their thing and then they meet at the end of the story. Do you yeah. think that formula works well here? I thought it worked really well for this.
3: I, I did as well. I think because of all the stuff with the Grask as well. Uh, and also you get the bit where um maria sees no not maria sorry um rani, rani. sees her mum don't you and all that stuff so that brings in another storyline as well which is. so yeah it did really work for me i love the effect actually when they just before the world starts to disintegrate and go to go to pot <laughs> there's that bit where they're hiding behind the bins and the grass following him and you assume he's just going to run past and then all of a sudden the bins and everything start shooting out mm-hmm. the way and you're like what's going on i thought that was great yeah, Because no, I was like, thinking, whoa, what's happening here? Yeah. That, so yeah, I, I do think those two sort of parallel worlds and storyline and all that did work quite well, actually. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that is a good point, actually. I mean, in terms of like just pure visuals, um, I, it's one of those things where, and I think we've said this before as well, where sometimes even with Doctor Who at the time when this was going out, the budget wasn't exactly kind of setting the world on fire.
3: You know, I, I wonder what sort of budget it got because CBBC, yeah. it's not going to have a massive budget, is it? I not sure. No, no, but it, but it, production-wise, I think it looked really good for for the time, and even I think it stands up pretty well. I think the the vortex thingy looked good. the the, the world when it's all, you know, that the crumbling of the um, cathedral or whatever it was, it all looked really good. And um, I think there was one dodgy bit of CGI Mm -hmm. I thought oh well that's but overall it did look pretty good and I can't imagine they had the biggest budget
0: I don't think so but in my opinion I mean it's it's a really nice looking story yeah even just the cinematography when they're just out in the village and you know they're walking around and when it sort of flashes back and that whole scene where Clyde and Rania are in the alternative timeline Mm -hmm. where her mum's not really a mum anymore and that's quite emotional as it is and even that all looks really nice. Did they put like a grey filter over it? It All looks really bleak. And,
3: and they it, put like a filter over the, you know, when she goes back in time. Yes. Uh, did they put but, like a sort of slightly sepia filter on that as well, because it kind of looked that yep. looked slightly filtered as well. But I couldn't work out if it was or not.
0: No, definitely, mate. It's um yeah yeah they put this kind of sepia, um, like you said, like a orangey kind of that's it to tones. make you look older and yeah. yeah. And then in the present time. And the alternate one, it all goes back to normal, but in the alternate one, they put like a grey filter over it to make it look mm-hmm. like uh, desolate and dystopian and all that uh, look and feel. But So in terms of that, and also some of the effects when the trickster's coming through the archway, yeah, and like the rippling effect of him coming through and stuff. And uh, and also the scene where Luke and um, Sarah Jane go back through the fissure temporarily, and they're on the sort of the rubble of Westminster and Big Ben and, and oh all that yeah, stuff. now
3: that did look really good. I thought.
0: Yeah, I mean that stuff. I'm um, I'm assuming is not cheap to do, no, but it I wouldn't have been. No. Yeah, to me though, it looked um, it looked pretty good. Pretty good.
3: I'm glad you mentioned that because I I thought yeah for the you know yeah these days they probably could do it better, but I I thought that looked stood up really well. And I I was quite impressed by that. To be honest with you, when you saw Big Ben and all smashed a bit. So I thought, wow, that's, that's pretty good for a CBBC show. I I really did think that. I think I ought to give a little shout out to Graham Harper's great direction as well, because, um, I hadn't clocked. It was him when the the first episode started, I didn't see his name come up. So I did think about halfway through. Yeah. Direction's really good at this as well. It's one of the notes I made and then part two started. So I made a point of making sure I saw who the director was Mm -hmm. and then, yeah, Graham Harper's name popped up and I was like, oh, well, that says it all because, I mean, he, he is a great director, isn't he? You know, very, I mean, yeah. You know, yeah, so that was, I'm really glad that he was involved in this because I think he does a great job bringing it to life and all the shots of the, the village and stuff they were in, I thought looked great, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, yeah, um, very good job by Graham Harper.
0: Yeah, I mean, Graham Harper, crikey, like how it, very diverse and long range, but, mm. you know, somebody who directed The Caves of Androzani, right through to the waters of Mars. I mean, yeah. come on, that's like... That's some of the best Doctor I was going to say, he's right got there.
3: a good... Yeah, he's got a good CV as, uh, as yeah, Graham Harper. Utopia. Yeah. Utopia, yeah. Yeah, Turn Left, one.
0: Stolen Earth, Journey's End, all that stuff. It's, he's a very, very... And this one is really good because there are some scenes where there's no action going on and there's no need for big camera sweeps and all that dynamic editing and all that stuff. But... He still makes it in you know engaging it still makes you want, you want to continue watching you just it, absolutely this is one story actually where you have to watch this back to back
3: yeah, oh yeah, yeah, definitely you know
0: if I, I can imagine that if you were watching this live back in two thousand and eight, it would have killed you
3: <laughs> waiting for the next one waiting for the next one yeah, yeah, so this yeah. Is, um
0: sometimes it's okay if you want to leave it a day or two and watch the next one. we do that quite frequently don't we with classic mm-hmm. Who? we Watch two parts, and then if it's a four-part, we'll do two, and then a day later we'll do the other two, whatever. But this one, yeah, no chance. You've got you've got to watch these back to back.
3: Oh, I was the same. I was yeah. st- as soon as it ended, I was straight onto part two. Yeah. yeah, no, there was none of oh, I might watch the other one after lunch or yeah. or anything like that. I was straight into it. You, I just noticed you mentioned turn left there, and I did see something on Wikipedia about the trickster being something to do with. Donner in turn left which I've never picked up on and turn left is a story I really like so mm. next time I watch that I'm gonna keep an eagle eye out for that I don't think we see him or anything I think maybe the doctor mentions him it says here something about the doctor of Noble in the episode I don't know what that means but so the tricksters I think gets a mention in turn left is what I think it's saying but um I've certainly never picked up on that before but yeah I'll be looking out for that next time
0: yeah, that's got something to do with something.
3: <laughs> yeah, something to do with
0: something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's definitely. Uh, uh, I've seen him. I've seen the name mentioned before with Turn Left. But yeah, right. I, I don't know exactly what. It's, it's only very. It's a tiny little.
3: A little mention.
0: Mention or reference. Yeah. But um, yeah. Mm. Let's talk about the. Let's talk. We're through some characters, actually. So we've yeah. got Rani's mum and dad. They make small appearance in it. She, um, you see um you see her play the alternate Keita in the alternate timeline yeah. so she has no idea who rani is it's all very different and stuff but she's quite good at um sort of separating herself from her usual role in that i thought because she's yeah, normally she... a really loving mum isn't she she's all over her
3: so. But when she comes in at the end, she's back to being all bubbly. Again. I do find her a little over the top, actually. I think whereas <laughs> it, whereas all the rest of the cast seem to be taking it quite seriously, I do find that she's playing it as if she's in a kids' show. I do, but she's she's okay in the alternative universe bit. Yes, you know yep. she's playing it more straight then. But yeah, I do find her when she comes in at the end, and she. I think it's because she speaks so fast and everything, and it's all a bit. Oh, no, it's all a bit bubbly for me. I'm like, oh, tone down the performance a little bit. Um, but it's again, I kind of like her in the same way. A bit, a bit in the same way as Oscar the Kid. It may not be the best acting that I've seen on screen, but it kind of <laughs> works in its own way. Yeah, you know?
0: it does. I mean, she and also she seems a little bit sort of morning campers. I mean, she's got yeah. that. Yeah. Um, right, 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 Yeah, she's very um. <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. But she's okay. And then her dad makes a very small appearance at the end. He's,
3: mm-hmm. You know,
0: nothing really to say. About not those much guys. from
3: him. No, not doing any press ups this week.
0: Uh, the little lad then, Oscar Robert Madge. He's um.
3: <laughs> well, he's all right. He's <laughs> all right. On to do anything? I just. He, well,
0: he's done a he, he's done a load of theatre work after ah. this, but nothing. Nothing. No other. No, nothing to speak of, really.
3: He's waiting for um, that second series of Adrian Mole. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but I just fe- I, like I said earlier, I don't know if it's good or bad acting. Where the way he says, I th- "What is it?" He says, um, "Now it's time to collect my prize" or something. Oh yeah, yeah. In- the way he says it, it's, a v- it's very um, sort of Butlin's.
3: Act evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. evil. Yeah, um, he's not too bad.
0: He's uh, he does the part, I suppose. Yeah, uh, he's all- spoken about the grasp, Jimmy V, uh, the trickster, then Paul Mark Davis, really good. He's a very creepy character.
3: Yeah. The voice the as look well. the of it. Yeah. The voice, the, the evil cackle. Because sometimes it, when, you know, if you're asked to do an evil cackle on, you know, on cue, it can be a bit over the top. But no, I think he's great. A great character, actually.
0: Does he do the voice as well? Does he do the voice of the I don't tricer? know. I don't know. Assuming, I, mean, I assume he does. Um, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, just that voice. Yeah 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 i will have just the way he really um i don't know he's just got that classic monster voice about him yeah just really i assume it's creepy.
3: his voice yeah no no it does it works brilliantly yeah absolutely brilliant just yeah. having a look yeah it doesn't say
0: i, I, I assume it is them yeah. yeah yeah and the tricks is a real a really good character because we don't know a lot about him or it could be a woman i don't know but we don't know a lot about it do we it's, no, and also so, when
3: he gets when when the trickster gets defeated at the end, and he's grabbing the church again i suppose it's down to the great direction it's it's really well done in it the way he kind of holds on to the bars and sort of disappears from the feet upwards and stuff almost into the sky i thought Mm -hmm. just i just really thought that was a really nice shot that and a great rather than him just sort of screaming and exploding or you know i just thought yeah yeah he's really sort of gone i I assume we don't see him again i don't know i'd be happy if he did pop up again though i wouldn't mind seeing the trickster come back for a a third time but i don't know if we do has he done any big finish you know Mm, not that I know of.
0: Maybe. That would be a good one for Big Finish, because that voice mm. would just scare the, the crap voice. out of you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know.
3: It's a good character, though. Yeah, I was just having a look on Wikipedia, but it doesn't tell me. Don't know.
0: Uh, okay, and um, what about our attic? Is there anyone else? Um, oh, so of course, the parents. Sarah Jane's parents. I know we've mentioned them briefly, but very good performances, I thought.
3: I, I thought particularly Rosanna... Lavelle Lavelli, yeah. as Barbara Smith, the mum. I thought she gave a great performance. Um, again, really taking it seriously and and just she totally got the character and everything. And she, I thought she gave a great great performance. Eddie Smith um, played by Christopher Pizzi. <laughs> uh, again, nothing wrong with his performance. Absolutely fine, but he, I didn't sort of warm to him as in the same way as I did to the mum. He was, I mean, he's just playing it as I'm sure. You know, he'd been directed to be a bit, a bit like, yeah, it's the 19, you know, whatever it is. What was it? 19 whenever. 1950 so, something. 1950, it? so all a yeah. bit of a cheeky, chappy type lad and he's sort of playing it like that. And that, and that's all fine and it, it worked well in the story. But um, yeah, I thought out of the two that though, I thought the Barbara character played by Rosanna was was yeah. very yeah. strong in performance. Yeah. No, I agree, mate. Definitely.
0: She was a highlight for me. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. yeah really I really good. want her, I really liked her.
0: Mm. uh okay and let's have a look a really really small cameo from you know yasmin page don't need to talk about that. a little flashback yeah um okay mr smith still gets his fanfare
3: oh i know he still (laughs) gets i think they might have cut about a second out from it i think they're slowly trimming it each episode but he's still got that blimmin fanfare yeah but he's cool though i like mr smith Yeah. yeah what was the thing with the note at the end I didn't, I must admit, I, that I, that went over my head. You know, it sort of pans down to, I thought it was going to pan down to the photo of the parents, but it panned down to something and it said Mr. Smith on it. And I thought, I don't know if that's something to do with the next story. The very last shot.
0: Oh, that's... Um,
3: I didn't know what that was.
0: Uh, I think that kind of alludes to the notes that their parents used to write to each other.
3: Ah, right. You know? I need to go back and see it because I must admit I didn't, didn't get what that was. But uh, it says something about Mr. Smith anyway, didn't it? Yeah. And, I, uh, you yeah. Yeah. So I you got to love Mr. Smith.
0: Yeah. So I think on the back of the photo, because, you know, in the story they say, oh, we still leave each other little notes and messages and stuff. I think that's yeah. a message from her mum to her. I think so anyway. That's how oh, I of read course. it. Yeah.
3: Because
0: it's a really old photo of the two of them. And I think she must have wrote that to her husband.
3: Because it says, yeah, Mr. Smith, I need you. Yeah. So it's an old piece of paper. Yeah. Well. And I think it's just mm. a
0: coincidence that that's what Sarah Jane says to Mr. the computer, Mr. Smith.
3: Yeah. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's nice. It's nice. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, who else have we got? Um, okay, dokie. Yeah, we have um, Like the Yattic crew then. So Clyde and Ronnie, they spend a lot of time together in this one. He gets a little peck on the cheek.
3: He does. Doesn't he? Yeah, um, I, th- I think those two worked really well together, actually. It was, like you said, they kind of get separated, so they have their own little adventure in, in many ways. Um, but yeah, they're good together, those two. I think um, Rani is 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 quite a strong character, and so is Clyde. So I think, you know, I'm not saying they struggled for screen time, because they didn't, but do you know what I mean? They're almost like you've got two very strong personalities there. Um, but I thought they both were really good and um, got some good one-liners from Clyde again. <laughs> he's good at delivering the humour, I think. Because um, there's a bit where he's got to say, oh, what was the bit that made me laugh? Is he trying to come up with... Um, yeah, he's trying to get the portal open and he's like, going, open sesame. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, something it that. And then he goes, I know, Jumanji. Jumanji. And, uh, just, uh, he's really good at scenes like that, mm. uh, Daniel Anthony But, but um, yeah, two strong characters and good performances from both, I thought.
0: Yes, and I also thought that there was a a, a scene that kind of handled the um, the the early fifties racism as well. When oh yeah,
3: when she walks in, yeah,
0: Rani legs it in, and she's like, "Yep, ethnic person in the fifties, aren't you?" Had, oh, it, it's comical enough to uh, address it. Not that it needed addressing, but it was kind of lighthearted enough to 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 recognize that that was probably a thing back then. But it's not in your face, like, oh my God, let's talk about Sarah Jane and racism for the next 20 years on Twitter. You know, it's not that kind of, yeah, all that stuff. So it was, you know, a nice little touch. And also, yeah. Acknowledgement. Yeah. yeah, And also Clyde, um, he's such a, like, when he's teasing Luke as well at the beginning, he's like, Lukey boy. And he's some Star Wars references as well. And yeah, yeah, he's a very cool character.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I like both of them. Yeah.
0: Uh, Luke Smith in this one then.
3: Well I think finally we got a bit more meat on the bones mm. with Luke. So I think he's the character that has sort of um suffered the li- su- suffered the worst sorry in terms of his character development. And he's such an interesting character there. We've we've said this haven't we that he seems to be getting lost in the background a little bit, because you've got Clyde who's funny, you've got Rani who's strong, and Luke kind of just sometimes seems to be there. And, but I think in this one, he, he actually works really well, because he's paired up with Sarah Jane. So you get that mother and son relationship. He's really looking out for her as well, mm-hmm. isn't he? He's really got her back throughout this whole story so you know tells her not to do the thing with the car but she does it anyway you know he tells her not to go through the portal but she does it anyway so i think actually finally we got to see some good stuff um for Tommy Knight, Luke Smith. I think he, the writing was good for him. I love the scene. Absolutely love the scene when the woman's like, uh, guess how many gobstoppers are in the thing? You might win it. <laughs> and he, of course he gets it straight away and he, he says, well, you've got to you know, work out the dimensions and and all that. And I thought, yeah, because that's who his character mm-hmm. is. So yeah. again, more development reminding us of the fact that he's just a little bit different. So yeah, I actually thought this was a good good story for Luke at last. Yeah.
0: I did yeah he yeah. um yeah and that scene is really is actually quite funny
3: it is funny at yeah. the
0: beginning yeah because the woman's I face be... is almost disbelief
3: yeah <laughs> she's like what
0: <laughs> yeah um because she obviously knows the answer Oh, Sarah's yeah. mum Sarah Jane's mum yeah um yeah. she knows the answer and it's and the way he explains it as well just off the cuff like everyone else should have been able like to work horrible. it out yeah yeah. yeah. so we got those little moments little little character moments but also the development of him and Sarah Jane as well was really nice so we get there. Uh, another emotional bit at the end where he's like, you know, I'm really fortunate I've got you as my mum. Oh, yeah. It's all really yeah. nice. So the two of them together are developing throughout as the show progresses. But Luke, certainly, I agree with you. A little bit more meat on the bones, a little bit more authority as he's trying mm. to get Sarah Jane to realise what she's doing and and all that stuff. So yeah, I I agree. A, a better story for him as a character. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then um, Elizabeth Sladen then just knocked it, completely knocked it out of the park with this
3: one. She's superb. I mean, it's a lovely, it is a lovely backstory for Sarah Jane, isn't it? And as I said, I think that could have gone two ways. I think sometimes it's dangerous to do backstories for iconic characters. You know what I mean? (laughs) But I think it's a really good backstory for her and she's (laughs) absolutely takes the script and and goes with it. Um, Mm -hmm. I just... Yeah, I just can't say anything other than how much I just think how brilliant she is, you know. So, Absolutely she's amazing, brilliant. Yeah. She's, she, you just want to be with her, don't you? <laughs> yeah. You just want to be with her. When she goes to that portal, you want to go with her. Mm-hmm. It's um, There's something about Liz Sladen and the performance is just uh, timeless, I think.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. it's definitely amazing. And the mm-hmm. thing that I liked particularly about her performance in this one was she managed to, throughout the entire story, she, she really managed to um, have the, the script and what they, they were trying to accomplish as a story in her head. Because yeah, yeah. Um, we said that in the last episode that there was that. See, what was the Sarah Jane Light one? It was the Berserker one, wasn't it? Yeah. So at the yes. end, you know, she turns up when they're down at the dock. She turns up and she's got so much confidence about her, mm. you know, that she's like, right, you know, let's sort this out. And then she's like entrusts Clyde to, you know, to, to do it. And and that's we don't see that as much in this one. She's so much more vulnerable mm. and emotionally kind of swept up with the whole idea of seeing her parents. And she, she keeps hold of that. There, there isn't any point where she slips back into journalist modern day, I'm going to solve this sarah jane she's really vulnerable and emotional and and she keeps that going through pretty much the but it's only at the very beginning and at the very end those last sort of minute or so where she's kind of back to a normal self but throughout Mm. the most part she's really really it's almost like she's read the script a hundred times and she knows exactly the tone and everything that they want to accomplish with the story so yeah i mean that's amazing yeah
3: yeah, no, I, she absolutely gets it. I, I, I know what you mean. And I just was thinking about this, the scene at the beginning as well. When What I love about her is when I say you'd feel safe with Sarah Jane. So the bit at the start where the, the things opened up and the kids come through it and they take him back. And she's like, go on, just step back through. You'll be back to your normal place. And the kid's scared and stuff. And the, at that point, we don't. they're saying the portal could be dangerous, so they mustn't go near it. But the kid needs to go through it. Mm-hmm. She's like, go on, just, just slip back in. You'll be fine. And the kid's scared. So she just takes her and says, come on, come with me without a second thought. She knows it could be dangerous for her, but she's like, come on. She Mm -hmm. takes his hand and takes it back in. And you just think there she is just like taking risks, she (laughs) doesn't care because she's got to sort it out. You know? And that's what I love. When I say she's a strong lead, that's what I mean. She's just, Mm -hmm. there's, you know, she'll, she'll just take control and do what needs to be done. And then like you said, we see the vulnerable side of her parents. And then at the end, when she realises she's got to fix the car, she just does it, doesn't she? It's a really tough decision for Sarah Jane because she's basically sending her parents to their death. Yeah,
0: exactly, and, yeah, and
3: yeah. I think, doesn't Luke even say, you know you know, you won't be able to do it? And she's like, and she does it, doesn't she? Because she knows she's got to. Yeah, she's yeah. so strong as a character, the way she's written, and mm-hmm. Sarah and Liz Sladen gets that totally. She does. And, and yeah. she performs it to to perfection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: No, can't say any more about. No, she's, Slayton, just really should, yeah. she's just It's just brilliant. brilliant, and this one especially. It's just she well, really I love brings this the emotion. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
0: Anything else you want to mention, dude? Mm.
3: Mm. No, That's what I, was, I was just <laughs> laughing because I'm looking at my notes, and the only, only other note I got was I like the line "fate worse than death." I just thought that was a really cool little <laughs> line from "fate <laughs> worse the, than death." It's a fate worse than death. Yeah, yeah um, as in a fate. Fate. Yes, Not fate. Yeah. yeah, I just thought it was a lovely playing words. Um, no I think I'm I'm done, mate. I just thought it was I just thought it fantastic.
0: Okay. Scores then. Scores on the doors.
3: Scores on the uh,
0: me to go first, I believe.
3: Yes, yes, you first. Yes. Uh,
0: I am gonna give this a nine out of ten.
3: Nine out of ten. Okie yeah. dokie. Um I am also giving it a nine out of ten. Another nine. Yes. Yeah. Nines all around. I'm, I'm only really I mean it's it's near perfection. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, it, only really knocking off maybe for the police box, but you know that's a production <laughs> thing. Um, there's very little to criticize. Oh yeah, and the only other thing was that it did slightly remind me of Father's Day in terms of oh, right, the end, right. the ending having to be a reset. That's the only other reason I'm not giving it a ten, but really strong nine. Loved it.
0: Yeah, for the same reasons, mate. A really strong yeah. nine, almost almost perfection. Is just um, yeah, I think that we, we could have had a little bit more. Um, uh, with Clyde and Rani. But then mm-hmm. I understand that you've only got, you know, 20-odd minutes each episode to work with. So with what they had to do, because I think the alternate timeline stuff was really interesting. You know, that could have been explored yes. a wee bit more, but that's a very, very small criticism. And
3: Yeah, that's true, actually. It could have been.
0: Yeah, yeah. the rest of it was really, really good. Really good. So nines from us. What did our beautiful listeners think we had a, a bunch of audio reviews in as well which is awesome hey awesome let's kick off with callum shepley
2: the temptation of sarah jane smith is a very good sarah jane adventures story i find it to be kind of one of the darker sarah jane adventures stories um which kind of makes me wish it was a Torchwood story, to be honest. Like, I feel like this story was held back quite a lot, and I can just ha- imagine what it would have been like for, like, if it was Captain Jack's parents and the Torchwood team trying to stop him from changing time, but then when time is changed, uh, it's up to the Torchwood team to fix it. Like, that, I just think that could have been a really good story because sometimes you can see where this story could have been really dark and really good, but it kind of held back because of it being a kid's show um i love the scene with the police box though i I think that's just hilarious and yeah I, it's nice to see these little doctor references there's also of course a mention of peladon as well which i liked so um overall i think i've got to give this story an eight out of ten i just wish it was a torchwood story very
0: eight out of ten
3: very interesting. Yeah, yeah. I hmm. guess I can see how that would be an awesome torture story with Jack. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I forgot about the Peladon res- uh, reference.
0: Yeah, me too. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, which is nice.
0: Nice though, yeah. Uh, thank you very much, Callum. An eight out of ten. Uh, this is our regular reviewer, the awesome Sammy from Down Under.
3: Sammy. Hey, Gary and Adam. Sammy Satine here. So, The Temptation of Sarah Jane Smith.
2: What a long title. So... Sarah Jane goes back to meet her parents and uses the same name as a certain Spice Girl. The actors playing Sarah Jane's parents are okay. I also think the village is quite nice. The trickster is a real highlight of this, and he's an excellent villain. The pantheon of Discord, which is his species, should actually appear as a villain in Doctor Who itself, whether it is the trickster or another of his kind. Seriously, get on it, Chibnall. (laughs) I enjoy
3: this story, but it isn't perfect. I give it seven
2: grass disguised as children out of ten. See ya. <laughs>
0: Thank you very seven. much, Henry. Yeah, seven. seven
3: out of ten. It, it does look nice where they filmed it, doesn't it? I noticed there was a pub there as well i always love it if i see a location that i want to go to and there's a pub in the background for to a try and find find yeah, it
0: for a split second i thought it was the location of the daemons just for a split second mm. it's really it's got similar. that
3: vibe isn't it yeah. the daemons and a bit like android invasion as well yeah, yeah.
0: with the monument in this thing with the mm. cross on it and the little, yeah anyways uh, let's move on this is uh matt Steele.
1: hi gary and adam matt still here again who may or may not be a superhero, I'll let you decide, hope you guys are well, uh, so this is my review of The Temptation of Sarah Jane Smith, wow, I think this has got to be one of the best stories of Sarah Jane Adventures, I think the episode, uh, really good, it touches on a few adult and dark concepts, sort of thing like morals and, and race, but handles them really well, it doesn't sort of shove it in your face. Um, the main characters were excellent, I always thought they had uh, a nice role to play, Um the supporting cast for the most part were really good especially sarah jane's mum and dad i thought they were really good um, the visuals i thought were stunning and and 10 years later they still hold up as as really good uh, the outstanding performance has to go to liz sladen though she is phenomenal in this story and makes it stand out as one of the best stories in sarah jane adventures history i think uh, the only criticism I would have would be the child actor who plays the human Grask. Wasn't overly convincing, but hamming it up. However, I love this story. I'm going to give this 9.5 meddling Grasks out of 10. Cheers, guys. Awesome. 9.5.
0: Yeah,
1: Only a superhero would say,
3: maybe I Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he is. Thank you very yeah. much,
0: Matt. Very cool. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. I agree with you as well. It's, um, yeah, it's one of Elizabeth Sladen's best... Best performances. Very, very good. Mm. Uh, and lastly, this is Mr. Luke Malloy.
3: Hello, Gary and Adam. It's Luke
0: Malloy here again. And this week it's The Temptation of Sarah Jane Smith. What an episode this is. An absolute cracker from the Sarah Jane Adventures. Proper cements the trickster as n- not just one of the most bad guys in Sarah Jane Adventures, but in all of the Doctor Who universe, he's an absolute don. Uh, if the doctor came up against him, I don't know how he how he do, how he does next
3: series well forget that um this is a great story for Sarah jane um we've had a couple of stories before this where it's been about the companions now Sarah Jane takes center stage and it's a bit like Father's Day, except I think the Sarah Jane Adventures actually does it a little bit better um and it's everyone gets
0: served well by the script it's just a fantastic watch. A classic in the
3: Sarah Jane Adventures. Got to give it nine out of ten. Thanks again. Nine, nine, nine. Uh, another nine, yes. It almost feels a little bit like a series finale, doesn't it, to me? It's such a because it's so it does, centered around yeah. Sarah Jane, and I'm sort of thinking, so what have they saved for the last one? Which is why I'm quite excited about that. It does time. a little bit. It's got
0: that kind of yeah. epic, epic story yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. No reader, thank you very much, guys, for your audio clips. Very much appreciated. Always nice to play those out. Let's move over to Twitter. Sir Jake B says, One of the best Sarah Jane stories, in my opinion. The acting is superb, especially from Lears. Nine out of ten. Daniel Fox, Ooh. gripping from start to finish. Love the narrative in this one, and the trickster is undoubtedly one of SJA's greatest villains, 8.5. Villains, mm-hmm. Uh, our writer, Jordan Shortman, one of the best SJA episodes. The trickster is just an amazing villain. The scene where Sarah's parents work out who she is and then sacrifice themselves always leaves me a blubbering mess. Yeah. <laughs> well written and well acted. For me, it's one of the strongest eps of them all. Uh, James says, I love this one. SJ episodes with the trickster are some of my favourites. Uh, Rick Moran from the Doctor Who Appreciation Society says, absolutely hey, outstanding piece of TV. Easily Mm. one of the best episodes of the series. Uh, I can only think of one better, so I'm going to give this 10 out of 10 anyway. Oh. Uh, Pirate Joshua says, (laughs) uh, short and sweet, masterpiece. Uh, Doctor Who Time and Space, one of the best stories in the SGA. Gripping, emotional, and a worthy successor to the Trickster debut adventure. Yes. Uh, Leon uh, Tuxina says, uh, I really like the Trickster stories. It's so sad that we didn't get to see him as the finale of series five.
3: Oh, is he coming back for that? Maybe. Oh. Yeah. Uh,
0: Team Tardis just says love it! Exclamation mark. Um, DWSSG says lovely as ever, and Liz proves once more how brilliant an actress she is. Uh, Chubby one two three says a masterpiece. Adored the chemistry between Sarah and her parents. The setting was wonderful. Had me in tears, having lost one of my own parents. 10 out of 10. Oh. Uh, Charles says, heartbreaking, we need to see the trickster in Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, and uh, Sarah Louise, the running Whovian, says Hello. a beautiful storyline, perfectly delivered by Liz. Everyone can emphasise with Sarah Jane, who faces a really emotional heart versus head dilemma. The trickster was creepy, the Beckhams line provided a little comedy, and it was a real tearjerker at the end. A resounding 10 out of 10.
3: Cheers, Sarah
0: very cool and uh, lastly, uh, Spencer Shively says, uh, From what I remember, this is a stellar episode, definitely one of the best. Uh, I'll give it a nine out of ten.
3: Nine,
0: all right, yes. Over on Facebook, we had a couple there. Joseph Howarth, uh, it's so weird how I noticed how how I never noticed how similar this is to Father's Day, uh, in terms of plots. Uh, I do think SJ hadn't caused all the things that happen in this story when. Uh, the story's resolution would have been solved quicker, but then I don't think we'd have a great story otherwise. Hmm. Uh, I'd be lying if when I say that this is a great story, very emotional, and the last scene uh, is a real tearjerker. The trickster just proves he's a great villain and proves getting better and better. I know he's not someone from your childhood, but I did kick out of uh, Christopher Pisey playing Sarah Jane's dad, Eddie, when I know him as Stephen on the Battle Brush show. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Well, there you go. That's a name I've not heard in donkey's years, Joseph. The Basil Brush (laughs) show. Yes. Uh, Anyway, good job. Uh, A nine out of ten. And Miles McKenzie, what a gem of a story. Great backstory for Sarah Jane. An amazing plot executed perfectly. Uh, It really tugs at the heartstrings with Sarah Jane needing to fix the car at the end. A great return for the trickster. Uh, They managed to make him a memorable and favourable Vin from the series. And I'd love to see him in Doctor Who someday. Although now I feel that chance is gone That chance is gone after RTD's departure. Uh, But great acting from everyone. Great story. One of my favorites. Another nine out of ten.
3: Nine, Excellent.
0: Really high scores for this one. Mm. Unsurprisingly. Unsurprisingly. It's a great story. Yes, it is. Next week, it's classic Doctor Who. What have we got next week, buddy?
3: So, next week, yes. uh, Recently released the Macroterra. Next week, we're going to review
0: the Lobsters.
3: The lobs... Yeah. <laughs>
0: crabs. <laughs> or the crabs. Yeah, sorry, the crabs.
3: Are, well, they, I don't know what they are. The, the claw things. Yeah. So Macro next week. That, that should be interesting. We haven't done a... Because it's all all animation, this one, isn't it? It's it not is. a mix of um, yeah. bits and bobs. All animation.
0: All animation, yeah. So those of you that have picked this up recently, give that a watch or another watch. Because uh, as usual, we'll be asking for your thoughts, et cetera, et cetera. And I think we'll do there, buddy, for 227 all righty thank you thank you thank you thank you for sticking with us through episode 227 it's great to have you on board even in these quiet times where there's not much going on, it's great to talk through what there is and also our reviews, the Sarah Jane adventures this week. The Temptation of Sarah Jane Smith, a to of an episode. Those of you that have not seen any Sarah Jane yet, Adam and I very much encourage you to uh, to go and pick them up. They're really, really good. Very, very
3: yeah, good. Really fun. Yes.
0: Uh, next week for 228, we're reviewing The Macra Terror, the Trouton story, the animated newly released story. So get that watched if you've picked that up that would be a good one to talk through we've not done an animated one yet so that'll be good
3: we we might have done Sharda I was was thinking we hadn't done one did we do Sharda
0: no we haven't done Sharda we haven't done Sharda in the meantime though head over to our website bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk you can listen to all of our episodes on there the whole lot is there right back to episode one Uh, there are also big buttons there to link off to the various podcast networks the big one being iTunes if you're an iTunes listener if you could spare a minute for a review and a rating that would be amazing because it helps us out lots There's also social media buttons there. Give us a like and a follow. We chat plenty of Doctor Who. And check out my co-host's channel over on YouTube, The Geek's Handbag.
3: Yes, The Geek's Handbag. Just do a search
0: for The Geek's Handbag. Loads of really cool videos and some videos coming up every week throughout Mm. April. Yeah. Which is awesome. Adam's also on all the social networks under the same name. Just give him a like and a follow. Come and chat with us. Chat lots of Doctor Who during the week. Until next week, for 228, my name's Gary.
3: My name's Adam. And remember...